Hello and welcome to the Biz Design Enterprise Architecture Podcast. My name is Will Scott, and in these podcasts, we talk to leaders in the areas of enterprise architecture and how they and their teams deliver value to their organizations in advancing strategy, optimizing operations, or reducing and managing risks. Today, we're speaking to Peter Matheson. Peter is Chief Product Officer at Biz Design and responsible for the product management and product development teams. And today, Peter's going to be talking about what's on the roadmap. What are the things that this design is going to develop across the areas of modeling, data ecosystems, and data visualization? So let's go to that interview now. So, Peter, welcome to the session today. Now, for those mm-hmm. who haven't met you before or, or heard of you, could you just give a little introduction to yourself and your role here at this design? Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Peter Matthijsen. Uh, I'm the CPO, so Chief Product Officer in uh, in BizDesign. I've been with BizDesign for a long while, and I think about 16, 17 years already, many years as a consultant. So I've worked with a lot of our clients, hands-on also with, with the platform. And uh, well, in the last uh, six, seven years, I've moved into a, a role close to the product. And I'm now leading, uh, well, product development and, uh, and roadmap and uh, support. I always thought that was a, a, a rich background when we've talked before. And I know that's the case for some of the people in your team as well, to have been practitioners, to actually have worked in, the, uh, in the field, as it were, as opposed yeah. to just, you know, in the back office creating software. So that's fantastic. And I know you're, because you've been around for such a long time, you're largely responsible along with the team for business design continuing to have that great position in the leaders quadrant, uh, in, the, in the Gartner Magic quadrant. So that, mm-hmm. that's great stuff. Um, now, now, Peter, a few weeks ago, we had a product announcement uh, mm-hmm. where we talked about uh, uh, a number of different new features that have been made available in the product. Uh, I'll let folks go back and look at the recorded webinar on our website if they want to see that was what was in that. Um, but I think now we've got you on the session. Could you talk about the future? Could you give us sort of a, a forward view of, of what's on the roadmap for um, biz design? Yes, absolutely. Of course. So, well, we have quite some exciting developments uh, coming up. And then I would like to highlight actually well, some uh, in three main areas, some, some topics we are working on. The first area is the area of, of modeling. And right now we are working on uh, well, several initiatives, uh, including a native web modeler in Horizon and also some other more, yeah, some other innovative modeling experiences. And well, if you look at business design, of course, we have a, a long track record when it comes to modeling. And also our tool is uh, well, uh, widely uh, appreciated for, for the modeling capabilities and what we can do there. So it's really, when we look at modeling, it's really like, okay, how can we again raise the bar and take that to the next, uh, next level? So that's really, really exciting stuff. Right now we aim at, uh, we focus on BPMN and Archimate modeling, but we also have other languages uh, to come afterwards. So that's number one. Number two is the area of data integration and data management. And well, uh, we have done a lot of work on our API in the past uh, years. Also, Matthijs in his uh, webinar talked about that. Uh, so that's that's really powerful. And that's also how we see the world, how we connect to that larger ecosystem. Now, something we are working on right now is like a specific integration, and that's that's around a ServiceNow app. We see a lot of our customers using ServiceNow and our platform. Uh, well, today with the API, you can already make that integration. But with that native ServiceNow app, you really may offer something out of the box 
that will enable our customers to um, yeah to uh, uh, have something integrated uh, really uh, uh, in a smooth experience and also they can tailor their integration to make it fit for their organization so that's something exciting another area when it comes to data management and data maintenance is uh, well the work we have been doing and also this is something that Matthijs explains uh, in his webinar what's what has been released on data ownership and also update schedules uh, now, in that area, we are also making uh, more enhancements in, in the well, further smoothening that experience for those data stewards, but also adding some features like more fine-grained read access uh, control. Now, on the third area, I would like to talk about uh, well, analytics. So, of course, analytics are important in our platform. We have many, uh, yeah, we have multiple in initiatives running on that in that area. And one is actually to further uh, smoothen the integration again with, with that larger ecosystem of uh, BI tools. Yeah, so all kind of all, all organizations have their BI tools and we can be a very powerful source to that. Those BI tools are often widely accepted. So we, uh, yeah, we can integrate with them and we are further smoothing that. And one of the services we have been, we have launched as a beta right now already available, but we will be launching a version one uh, soon is an automation engine. That's actually a kind of way to automatically do all kinds of advanced data operations in the back and, and roll up all kinds of data and prepare data. And, 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 and well, we use that internally for our platform and analytics, but that's also, well, very powerful if you integrate with, uh, with external sources. Yeah, maybe lastly, also in that analytic area is uh, the explore function. We have an explore function in Horizon you can kind of pick up any object and see what is connected and further expand that and, and create that, well, uh, instant insight in, in how things are related and how things work. Well, that's already available. It's, it's widely used today, um, but we have, well, uh, some plans. We're working on some enhancements there to really make that, yeah, further empower that in, in different visualizations, different business visualizations there. Also in the outer layout, in the more selective, and, and also combining it with other well, chart functionality there. So that's quite exciting in as, as a step towards further self-service analytics. So I, I like that way of, of characterizing the three clear buckets, all right? Modeling, because we enterprise architecture and modeling go together. You can't uh, unwind those two things. Two, getting the data in and maintaining the data. And yeah. three, expressing the data or getting the data out or expressing it out, whether through the native interface that comes with business design or through third-party BI tools as well, or indeed, I'm sure, a combination of both. Um, so I think that's clear three buckets and presumably you've got developments in all three of those areas. Uh, Peter, you, you teased us a bit there by talking about some new modeling uh, areas that you're working on and, and developing. So I'm going to press you on that a little bit. Can you share a little bit more about what's on the roadmap when it comes to modeling? Because it is such an integral part of enterprise architecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I think if we, if, if you look at business design, we really believe in models, right? So, so models, organizations are getting more and more complex. And they need to get uh, well grip on, on all those moving parts. And there's also a move in an outside world with all kind of moving parts. So, so models, we believe, is really core and, and, and important and there to stay. Also, when it comes to change by design, that's really a main driver for, for, for what we support. Now, if you talk about modeling, uh, there are also all kind of, of, of languages involved. Yeah? So I think the, the ArcMate language is an important language that that's, is, is very powerful for, for a lot of our users. Now, Argumate is powerful, but at the same time, it also comes with a kind of learning curve. 
Now, what we have been doing and what we are doing is to really offer a kind of different experiences of kind of hiding some of that formality of that language, but at the same time, still use those languages in their full strength. So what we are doing, uh, one of the things we are doing is uh, offering ways of, of actually uh, offering uh, more form-based models, modeling. So that offers business users to kind of work with dropdowns and, and, and kind of add content that way, including like, for example, adding an application. Okay, what is kind of the process that is supported? You can have another dropdown. And um, underwater, we kind of make argument out of that. For that user, it's just going through a form, a couple of steps, and it's quite straightforward. But we create arguments uh, underwater out of that, readily available for all kinds of analytics and visualizations. So that's an important one. The other one that I talked about, of course, is the, the, the web modeling. And this is an area, well, I think, well, we all know all kinds of web modelers and drawing tools. Uh, but in this area, we really try to raise the bar, as can be expected from business design with our roots, right? So, uh, we're using the most innovative uh, technology there. And also the, the experience that we have from our modeling uh, uh, background and really create something special. So I'm really excited about uh, what's coming there. And uh, well, early next year, I think we can uh, uh, demonstrate some uh, some early versions there. That's great. And we, we, you know, I've certainly talked to other people on this, on, on these podcasts before about one of enterprise architects role is to suppress that complexity suppress the the secret language of enterprise architects and so it sounds like you're in you're embracing this in 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 the software itself Absolutely. That, yeah um you know you, you you say underwater or behind the scenes is all yes. happening magically in Archimate, but to the business user they've no idea and and nor should they understand you know the details of Archimate. leave that to the enterprise architects exactly. tap them uh, for that's useful so that's great and i'm really interested to see the thin client modeling as well i think that would be very powerful um, a development. Um, now, we've talked a lot before about um, integrating um, biz design with external systems of records or, or the broader ecosystem as well. And, and sometimes we even talk about enterprise architecture with some exceptions being the system of record for relationships where we're pulling in things like, you know, we can, CIs from CMDBs and projects from PPMs and what have you. So um, could you talk a little bit more, more about how you see the platform in that, in the sense of the broader ecosystem with the clients that I know you work with a number of clients directly to make sure you're getting these inbound requirements. What, what are you seeing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think this is really, really interesting. I think if you look at a platform, I, I see us as a kind of data hub in that larger ecosystem. So what you're saying is so bringing in all kinds of data from all kinds of sources. That's why we invested in that, in that uh, API uh, a lot. I think a lot of the, the 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 architecture is not that much on manual modeling. It is really about bringing in and also automating the as is. Uh, so so that's an important one. And and bringing it in, what you're saying, really including the relations. Yeah? So in the end, uh, the relations is really what what what's our play. So that's one part. But also in different areas, I think the the, the larger ecosystem is 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 important. So for example, if you talk about workflow, we have all kind of workflow functionality where people well, maybe have a task and need to contribute, need to add data or update data or check things. Yeah. Um, of course, that can be done on our platform, but we're also looking at integrations with, for example, Microsoft Teams. And widely accepted that you can just send a note like, okay, does this look right? What kind of edits do you need to do? You can submit it and we process it in the back. 
So it's not always, and we can be that 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 um, uh, that brain behind, but the the front end that can be a lot of things. And what we also do, and, and that's also available, is, is for example SharePoint and Confluence integration. Right? You see those platforms, of course, being widely used in organizations, and they are perfectly, uh, uh, yeah, uh, equipped to well to uh, to present specific data, uh, live data that's coming from other sources. Yeah, we already talked a bit about the uh, the analytics with BI tools, for example, which can also be an angle. So we kind of uh, sometimes draw that kind of puzzle where we hold together some of those puzzle pieces. That's really, uh, that's us. But around that are all kind of puzzle pieces. And we are that, uh, well, we do our magic in the middle, but uh, we have really designed our platform in an open way so we can connect to all those other systems that are well powerful, that are as a source or as a as a destination for, for, for the magic that we do in the middle. So that's, uh, uh, and I know you and I have talked before that oftentimes it's not appreciated that every single piece of data that comes into any kind of repository has a cost. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily a dollar cost, or I'm sure you could, but there's a cost of maintaining it. It has to be maintained. So it sounds to me what you're looking to do is anything we can do with tools and technology to reduce that cost of bringing in data and maintaining the data. And I know we talked before about the data policies as well yeah. is yeah. important, but it strikes me in the same way of reducing the cost, another way to think about things is increasing the value. The more you can get the data out in front of people who need to use that, regardless what interface they're using, whether it's the native horizon interface or whether it's a BI tool, then we're in reducing the, increasing the value. So I'm almost thinking of the, you know, Profit equals, you know, revenue minus cost. If you can increase the revenue, the value, and you can reduce the cost, then you're going to increase the value of that enterprise architecture yeah, uh, repository. Yeah. So, Peter, I, I know you have a very difficult job. You've got to keep a lot of people happy, right? You've got a yeah. lot of inbound uh, requirements. I'm sure you've got technical debt that needs to be serviced. Um, and I'm really intrigued and curious to understand is you must have all sorts of sources where you can get things you could do and obviously we live in a world of finite capacity and 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 you know where we've got development you know roadmaps and milestones so how do you go about gathering all those requirements and sequencing and then prioritizing them on your on your roadmap as you look to the future yeah 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 that's a that's a great question of course will and of course there are always more things uh that we, we cannot do than what we can do so it is really about making those 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 good decisions and I would say that is a continuous process yeah, where we where we well shape, adjust, fine tune like that roadmap, and and while we move forward, and there are many well uh, parties involved in that, and that well that has well of course we have our own vision on things, but I would say more importantly it's really what happens in the outside world. Yeah? So the many interactions that we have with with experts and well especially our customers, the users of our platform. So. If I would start there, I think uh, if you if you talk to, uh, about the engagement with, with customers and, and, and users, there are well several things that we do. And that can indeed start with, with improvement requests and, and, and people can always have sent in tickets and we reprocess that. That can be more the smaller improvements that, that we have as an understream where we always uh, 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 work on. But more for the strategic items, well, we have several things that we do. And, and one of them is, for example, uh, customer advisory councils. So we run several customer advisory councils in different parts of the world 
where we actually have some, some key users and key customers involved to talk really strategically about the future and the direction of uh, well, the platform and also business design in general. Uh, but next to that, on well, with the other side of the spectrum, is, is, is the many interactions, also the one-to-one the -one interactions, and sometimes for topics we have more roundtable sessions with, uh, with customers. And I personally do, well, on a weekly basis, I always do a couple of them and I have a couple of colleagues doing similar things to really interact with customers and talk about, well, the roadmap, the things we are working on. But typically, that's not that's not about me presenting the roadmap. I can present some things, but as always, I always learn something back from those sessions, and with the feedback, with the discussions that we that we have there. So that's uh, that's really uh, powerful and, and valuable for for me to learn. Um, yeah, and if we have specific roadmap uh, items, then of course the process of of getting that into product also that's something where fine tuning takes place and scoping takes place. So we typically have like a couple of customers involved in that process while we while we move forward, including also experts from our own, right? So we have, uh, of course, all kind of consultants in the in the company, and they also work with the platform. They work with our customers, so that's also also an important uh, force there. So those are important things, and I would say next to that, uh, yeah, we have also with some customers we even have signed an innovation contract. And so we actually work together on very specific items and, and some of the innovation work is also done on site with customers. So we collaborate there. So there are different angles how we how we work with, with well, internal experts, but, but for sure also those uh, the customers and, and those uh, interactions that are important for us. Yeah, and then I run the, the practice of uh, product management to kind of bring that all together. And to kind of um, yeah shape something that is actually coherent and is balanced and is uh, well aggressive towards the future, but at the same time also yeah supporting a wide range of uh, of users. And uh, well, that's the fun part, but not always the easy part of uh, of my job indeed. Right, of course, but it sounds to me it's very market market focused requirements Absolutely. gathering, whether directly from the customers through those strategic. Um, uh, collaborative partners. I know we've had some press releases on that in the past, and also from our consultants as well, who are oftentimes deep, deeply tenured in enterprise architecture and have been practitioners yeah. themselves and work with it. And that's all filtered through the lens of classic product management. What is the sequence? What is the priority? Um, and all that sort of stuff. You know, Peter, I often, because we don't get to speak to you that often, I often think of you as, as, as the Wizard of Oz. You're the man behind the curtain. And sometimes we get to see behind that curtain and all the things you do to, to continue to maintain um, that enviable position we have in the magic quadrant and also delighting our customers as well. Because at the end of the day, what's important is delighting our customers and giving That's them great right. functionality to make them successful. So, Peter, I'd, I'd like to thank you for your time today. It's been enjoyable as ever to speak to you. And um, I'd also like to thank everyone who tuned into this podcast as well for taking the time to listen. But, Peter, thanks so much for your time today and, and have a great day. Okay. Thanks, Bill. Well, I hope you enjoyed that session with Peter. And I found it particularly interesting the way he categorizes those three areas of development, the modeling area, the data input or data collection area, and then the data extract or data visualization area. And it was also interesting to see how he goes about with his product management team in collecting requirements from real life customers for his short and long-term roadmap. For more podcasts, blogs, and recorded webinars, please visit us at businessign.com where there is a wealth of information available. And if you'd like to tell your EA story and feature on this podcast, then please email me, Will Scott, 
at podcast at bizdesign.com. Bizdesign is a leader in the area of enterprise architecture software and supports enterprise architecture teams in delivering value to their organizations with a key focus on the value outcomes of strategy advancement, operational efficiency, and reducing risk. Thanks for your time today.